My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped looking downcast. One of them named Cleopas said to him in reply, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, what sort of things? They said to him, the things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. How our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem where they found gathered together the 11 and those with them who were saying, the Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of bread, the gospel of the Lord. No matter where we might be going, every road we take is a road to a mess. It doesn't matter whether we're driving or walking or flying or riding a bicycle or being pushed in a cart or a wheelchair. We're going to Emmaus. It doesn't matter if we're running away or coming home. It doesn't matter if we're going or coming. It doesn't matter if we're traveling for business or for pleasure or for exercise or for relaxation or to visit family or friends or to get away and be alone. Every road we take is a road to Emmaus. 
It doesn't matter how much attention we're paying. It doesn't matter if the road we're on is one we've never traveled before and so is filled with surprises at every turn or one we've traveled so often that we know every square inch of it and nothing surprises us unless something different appears. It doesn't matter where we're going as we travel through our lives. We are going to a mass. And what makes our roads, whatever they are, roads to Emmaus, is the one who travels with us, who usually we do not see because he's hidden from our sight, or we do not recognize him in the strangers that accompany us. But he is with us because the roads we take are all roads to Emmaus. And as he travels with us, like he did with those two disciples on that first road to Emmaus. He is listening intently to what we are carrying in our hearts, what is weighing on our minds. He is listening to the depths of ourselves where we may not even know what we're feeling and thinking and believing and hoping. He is listening for our fears, for our doubts, for our confusion for our despair and disappointment, for our love, for our longings. He is listening for them and he is hearing them, knowing them, and in so doing, knowing us intimately. Because every road we take, no matter where we're going, even if we never leave our homes and just stay still, we are still always on the road to Emmaus. And, and our roads are roads to Emmaus, not just because he listens and hears and knows us intimately. Our roads to Emmaus are roads to Emmaus because he is also speaking to us, sharing himself with us, sharing his love, sharing his wisdom sharing his deep and profound affection for us, his longings for us, his hopes for us. He's sharing, he's sharing them silently. He's sharing them out loud. He's sharing them gently. He's sharing them in such a way that if we can hear them, we will start to feel our hearts burning within us for the fact that what he is whispering to us on our roads to Emmaus are what we are most desperately wanting to hear. Words of meaning, purpose, hope, life, and love. And every road we take is a road to Emmaus because whenever we stop, whenever we rest, and wherever we do this resting and stopping and bread breaking, he is present with us. So since we know that every road we take is a road to Emmaus, perhaps we might be more attentive to the one who travels with us on that road, to know his listening ear, holding our hopes so gently and tenderly, and to hear the sound of his voice speaking his response to our hopes in the ways that we are most deeply desiring to hear.
and when we stop and when we break bread, no matter where it is, let us see his presence leading us back to where we belong, back to our true home, where he is waiting to welcome us with open arms.